0: We're back. Cole. Owen. You hear that in the distance?
1: Do you do you hear that in the distance? SCC, 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 SCC,
0: SCC, SCC, SCC. Oh wait. No. Because Texas lost to freaking Kansas. Ah! <laughs>
1: Owen, please join me on this. Horns down! down. Let's go! My name's Owen Sapouning. I'm Cole Connor, And this is episode 12 of the Panther Pod.
0: Uh, so yeah, we're, we're a little excited. In case you hadn't heard the news, Kansas
1: beat Texas. Uh, what? Well, I mean, at least they're playing in Jayhawk Stadium, right? No, they weren't even on the basketball court either. What? I know. Oh, my gosh. Kansas won a game? In Austin. (laughs) And and they beat Texas. Oh, man. Oh, that was. If y'all haven't heard, it is Texas hate week here on the Panthers. It is
0: Texas hate week. (sighs) West Virginia plays Texas this week, Saturday, noon. Be there or be there, you know. Even if there, you're not a West Virginia there. fan,
1: you just we know you hate Texas. Yeah, I mean, why else have you listened to twelve episodes of the Panther Pod if not to hear us say horns down every single episode? That or we hate Bama,
0: you know. So there yeah, you go. Well,
1: I mean, that's different.
0: <laughs> that's a, it's more of a personal issue, you know. Yeah, like <laughs> that, that one's
1: West Virginia, Texas, that's professional. Bama, that's personal that's for pers- me.
0: That's personal. That that cut that one cuts deep.
1: That one cuts deep. <laughs> uh, Saban is the devil. Yep, yep. Oh,
0: but, so it was a pretty great great week here on, I mean, well
1: It wasn't a great week on the Panther Pod No, the Wasp Pod had, a, they had a, a ball, I guess Yeah, I guess the, wa- whoever put out the Wasp, wasp pod, pod, I mean, it's just a stupid name for a podcast I know, and whoever made that bet was really stupid Okay, too. look <laughs> <laughs> Whoever agreed to that faith. one I faith Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I did, I did as well We'll get to that later. It was um, if you haven't already heard too. Farum lost to Emory, unfortunately. Um, tough way to end the season, but I mean, tough way to end the rivalry. Screw yeah. the season. <laughs> At <laughs> this point, screw yeah. screw the season. I'm 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 just upset that we lost the Crooked Road Classic trophy. You know, like yeah,
1: it, it's something that unless there is a miraculous turn of events. Albeit, Ferrum going to D two or Emory dropping back down to D three.
0: Yeah, you are not dropping will, down.
1: Yeah, that game will probably never happen again. So it, it was a tough way to go. But I mean,
0: and and here's why too: that game will never happen again is because Division three is not allowed to have scholarship players, whereas Division two you are allowed to have scholarship players. So therefore, there is there's a very large gap in talent at that at that level.
1: Not always, but. I mean, you can make the case for some D3 schools who could beat a D2 opponent or a D1 opponent, oh, even. Yeah,
0: like like Mountain Union could probably beat Concord.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: You know, like, yeah. Like,
1: I'm not hating on Concord. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, Mountain Union time, is a championship yeah.
0: level team yeah, for Division you, three, you play
1: Mountain Union, Concord 100 times, Mountain Union might win 30, 40 games.
0: Yeah, like, they're, yeah. And so, I I hope that one day that Ferrum is able to move to Division Two, um, but as for right now, that that rivalry is dormant, for and it will be dormant for a very long time.
1: Yeah, it sucks, but I mean, I'm, you appreciate what you have. Yeah, I think that's that's the best way to say it. All, the all rivalry was great while it was here. Yep, albeit it was a little one-sided towards the end of it. Yeah, it was a little one-sided, but the games were always exciting and.
0: A lot of there's a lot of a lot of um, displeasure, a lot of hatred between those the these two schools. So yeah, but hopefully one day we'll be able to. When me and Cole will have one foot in the grave, we'll be able to uh, relive it one day. <laughs> um, but bumping up a couple of levels, we're gonna go to Division One. Um, kind just of previewing our game, or reviewing our games from last week, our top five games. So Cole, Penn, Michigan versus Penn State, Michigan. Beat Penn State in a thriller, 21-17.
1: I enjoyed that game.
0: It was a very inter- it was a very entertaining game. As much as I dislike Michigan, yeah, it was a, it was a very entertaining game, and they they really fought. And see, this is what we've been saying about John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh. Jim Jim,
1: no John, John Harbaugh, no Jim, Jim Harbaugh, Harba- because John Harbaugh is still with the Ravens. Yes, Golly, yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> Jim. Har- if you have a brother, don't let your brother coach football. Yeah, it would make everything so much easier. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's like the Kellys. Yeah, just yeah, Chip and Brian. Yeah, although
0: they don't start with the same letter. Okay. Yeah,
1: John and Jim. Jim. It's like, come on.
0: Yeah, um, but anyways, yeah, no, Michigan beats Penn State twenty-one to seven. And see, this is what we've been saying about Jim Harbaugh is like when it's against every other team, he's phenomenal. When it's against Ohio State,
1: yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate for Michigan because you would really like to have those wins. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I really don't see a lot of Michigan fans complaining. About the team's performance. Yeah. Um, with the exception of the Ohio State with the,
0: Like, if you take away, like, if, if Ohio State did not exist, which I know a lot of Michigan fans wish they did not. <laughs> yeah, especially after this week. Especially after this week, yeah.
1: Or after this upcoming week. Af- I should yeah. Say.
0: Well, especially after Purdue is what you know, but we'll, yeah. We'll get into we'll that. We'll get too. into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was a very entertaining game. I mean, this is this is this is what college football is all about, you know. Like this is this is what I would classify as a good game. Yeah, absolutely. not too. It was not offensively
1: heavy, nor was it defensive. Nor was it defense heavy. Yeah, both teams showed up with their A game and came ready to play.
0: Yep, um, and Michigan came back from uh, came all the way back from trailing early in the game to beating Penn State. You know, so it was a it was a good
1: game. Um, Moving on from that, uh, Baylor, Oklahoma. Yeah, Baylor. <laughs>
0: Baylor beats Oklahoma 27-14. Oh, to 14.
1: I almost said Oklahoma State there. Because oh. I, I yeah. saw the game, mm-hmm. and I refused to believe that it was Oklahoma.
0: No, I didn't refuse. I embraced it. I'm going to tell you, I embraced it very much so. Um, I enjoyed nothing more than seeing Lincoln Riley being so mad that he is just chewing out the refs. In the in the last three seconds, Dave Aranda, that is the biggest screw you to Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley. Oh yeah, one hundred percent ever. And his like, Dave Aranda is just stone cold. Like he he his his veins are made of ice. Like this man, it's the quiet ones you got to watch out for, and this yeah man, because they're the most petty. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, and they're they're the most dangerous too. Yeah, they're the most dangerous. And man, let me and just. Baylor
1: has proven that this year.
0: Oh yes, which is such a big turnaround from the early two thousands. Baylor was such an afterthought. Yeah. In the early two thousands, and then once RG three came along along with Art Briles, I mean everything changed. You know, so it Baylor has had a massive turnaround. And it's, it's nice that, granted, I don't like to see them succeed as much. Like, I have no ill will
1: towards Baylor. Yeah, it's not on the same level as Texas. Uh, Texas
0: or Oklahoma, you know, it's yeah. like, it's not on that level. I really have, to be honest, I really have no ill will against any team. I want to beat them, obviously. Right. But it's not like it's when we play. It's different
1: when you're playing them. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I, I can't say that. I do have ill will against um, Alabama. Well, I but. have ill
0: will against our Oklahoma and Texas, but I don't have ill will against like TCU. I don't have ill right. will against Texas Tech. You know, like there's yeah. Not, as
1: long as you're not playing them, then you can cheer for them,
0: cheer or just been like, hey, I'd like to see them win or something like yeah. that. You know, but um, but yeah, no, I uh, yeah, I was very pleased with that outcome and. Um, Spencer Rattler came back into the game because
1: O'Kayla Williams choked. Why not have more QB controversy?
0: Uh, why not? Why not? I At mean, this point, but
1: yeah. He, but here's the thing: with <clears throat> there is no quarterback
0: in the Big Twelve that's really standing out, except I will say, except except for Gary Bohannon. Oh yeah, no. Gary Bohannon is doing very very nice. He's
1: had a <laughs> tremendous year with Baylor and guiding that off.
0: Yeah, but like West Virginia but if you look at other schools in the Big 12, um West Virginia's having quarterback controversy, Texas is having quarterback controversy, Oklahoma's having quarterback controversy. It's um Kansas might be now. Of course, I think that red shirt he he's really good. Um who else is having uh K um Kansas State is doing all right. They got they got Skylar Thompson. He's doing really well. Um Iowa State, Brock Purdy had there was a little bit there at the beginning of the year. Texas has had three quarterbacks start, like they're in rotation. Uh, That uh, Texas Tech, I'm sorry, not Texas. Um, Maybe Texas Texas
1: should have three quarterbacks starting.
0: Who knows? Who knows? Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just uh, TCU. uh, Max Duggan has not as been what we thought he was. Um, so, you know, it, there's always going to be that little bit of controversy. But, hey, that's what makes like college football great. One, yeah. one of the things that makes college football great.
1: Well, I mean, if your program's not performing at an elite level and contending for a conference championship at the end of the year, you're always going to have that controversy. Yeah. If you have someone who's as talented, if not a little bit more. Yeah. Or, in some cases, even less talented than you are, but the fans think he's more you're yeah. gonna have controversy, no matter what position you're gonna play,
0: oh yeah, it's in and, and the quarterback's always the one to get the first blame because they're the one that has the ball all the time, you know, yeah, they lead the offense they lead the offense um in West Virginia's case, like <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that here soon. There's actually some news that came out that I just saw right before we aired, um next. Poor, poor Virginia. Notre Dame versus Virginia. Rip. Virginia just got absolutely slaughtered.
1: Virginia. Notre Dame is praying for you. <laughs> they're pra-
0: they're praying that you'll, you, you're, you're, your 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 wounds will soon be healed. Okay, and um, I'm sure I'm sure BYU did their whole little Mormon thing as well.
1: Whole um, <laughs> little a Mormon, Mormon thing. thing. Yeah,
0: they probably prayed it as well. Um, but Notre Dame beats Virginia twenty eight to three. Virginia.
1: Just a curb-stomping. Well, and here's the
0: thing with Virginia is their de- their defense non-existent. Yeah. It's and it does not complement their offense and what they have on offense.
1: I honestly think Mendenhall, mm-hmm. he's just he's inconsistent. Like I don't think Notre Dame's defense was elite enough to limit him as much as it did.
0: No. Yeah, no. I don't I don't think it was either. But there were also times that they just couldn't think get things going as well. It's Mendenhall has done a good job, better than most coaches I've seen yeah. do. Considering the one that the ones that have been there in the past fifteen years that couldn't beat Tech, yeah, like a high school team could have beat Virginia for the longest. time. Oh yeah, time. for sure. And so, I,
1: I don't think Mendenhall is ever going to get fired. If he if he doesn't if it starts to have another trend,
0: I, I will say this: like Virginia fans, I think are just happy now that they're like they don't have to they're not sweating to get ball eligibility anymore. You know,
1: unlike LSU. <laughs>
0: Yeah, or West Virginia at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm,
0: I'm fine. Good. Fine. It's fine. Really, it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: Moving but on to the SEC mm-hmm. side of things, uh, Ole Miss, Texas A&M.
0: Ole Miss beats Texas A&M twenty nine to nineteen.
1: Mm. I don't think Texas A&M has showed out in a game. Since they beat Bama. No. I, but I say that, and then we're just going to get curb stomped. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it, that's the way it happens. Um,
0: here, Here's the thing. Like, Ole Miss is a good team. Like they, They've stumbled. They've had some stumbles along the way. They had to face Alabama.
1: They still have the Heisman leading contender. Yeah.
0: They, like, I thought, well, I think Bryce Young now is leading since he's got the Alabama jersey on, you know, but whatever um, to be honest like as like I, I don't know it's just if Alabama's not number one they're not relevant it feels like like nobody is looking at Alabama especially especially this past week when they played New Mexico State
1: you know like yeah it Alabama doesn't help themselves by scheduling games like New Mexico State but the committee sure does sure think so that they help themselves so, You yeah <sighs> It's so stupid that I know. they're ranked higher than Sensei. It it really is. Like I I know this is not an Alabama segment, but just going off on a tangent. Like, come on, really?
0: I know, and especially since you you look at it now, and Texas A and M is not the team that you like. They were two losses at that point. You lost to their backup quarterback. Yeah, and now they're losing even more games. Yep. So I still don't know how you can make a defense for that.
1: Speaking of giant killers in Texas A and M, Purdue. Come on.
0: Of course, the one week that I pick I pick Purdue.
1: Yeah, how'd that turn out for you, bud? I thought I learned my lesson. Apparently not. I should've just
0: I should've just went with Ohio State. If I had gone with Ohio State though, Purdue probably would have won. So you know, it's whatever.
1: That's fair. Um Purdue got stomped. Fifty nine thirty one by Ohio State. It was not pretty. Nope. So, I still think there was signs of life in that game from Purdue. Yeah. I mean, they did put up 30, mm-hmm. but Ohio State's offense is just – they're too good. They don't make mistakes. And when they do, normally it doesn't cost them the game.
0: Yeah. And see, here's the thing. And like we we said before, like apparently head-to-head doesn't matter unless it's Ohio State and Oregon. Because yeah. Because Michigan State beat Michigan. There's no reason that you should be ranked over top of the team that beat you.
1: Nope, it uh, just—it uh, does not make sense. It makes zero sense, and I just—the CFP poll is the worst thing to ever happen. Uh, yes, bring well, bring in, back the in BCS. college football.
0: Bring back, yeah, <laughs> bring back the BCS. Bring back the BCS. Now here is the thing: I think the issue with BCS. Excuse me. I think the issue with the BCS is the fact that the criteria was not correct. Yeah, I think the playoffs have good criteria bad
1: selection ex-
0: bad selection bad execution yeah i think if you put playoff criteria which uh, criteria which is um strength of schedule record um I think there's something else. There's there's a couple different things. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think like points allowed, points points like offensive production, defensive production. Yes, is taken into account, but only a little bit. Yes, and record should have more to do with it, and also who you got beat by. Yeah, should definitely have something to do with it. In Alabama's case, and here's the thing too: is like why is there a
0: committee? Why can't it just be one guy? Like say the say. The NCAA, the committee of the NCAA, or the president, whoever is on top, just plug in these stats, or have the, not even plug them in. Just have have the computer just go ahead and put them, shove them through with this criteria. Yeah, it would make too much sense. Well, and here's the thing too with the B, with the BCS is why get rid of the entire BCS when all you had to do was change the format, you know? And 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 I get like people did not like the BCS right there at the end but at the same time no like it's not what we have
1: no one was complaining about it and nobody was complaining about criteria yeah no one was complaining about it enough to warrant a full blown change of criteria and system
0: or or the fe- they just wanted a playoff something style they got tired of just 3 and 4 don't have a chance that like the fourth team could be the championship the best team like in you the need nation. to play for yeah. it or the fact that like one and four are going to play for the championship but two and three don't get a shot you know yeah. or like the second team doesn't even get a shot or like even sometimes the number one team doesn't get you know it just doesn't it yeah. it, it, it did not make any sense but if you just had it to say hey look this is what the BCS has ranked we're going to go off these four teams these four teams are going to go in and they're going to play for it i think then people would not have would not have been so upset about the BCS if, if if we had the playoffs. Another thing too is, here's my thing, it needs to be expanded. Number one, because you don't have room for conference champions. For all power five conference champions. All power five com- conference champions need to be in the playoffs.
1: Here's the thing about that. If a conference, if a whole conference is on a down year though, so like say the SEC one year just wakes up and decides, hey, all of our teams are going to go 6 and uh, what 6 and 7 this year could which yeah. is mathematically well you could
0: you could look at it like ACC yeah but there's all there's going to be a team that rises to the to the top like the yeah. cream
1: always rises to the top the cream the cream of the crop cream of the crop yeah um, but i don't know i just i agree with you but i think you need to leave enough room to say okay these are your non-conference champions. What I what I think needs to happen is that it needs to be a uh, twelve, six for your conference, and mm-hmm. then you can throw one more in there or put in, like um, have a group of five tournament so it, or well, something like that.
0: And and when well, see here's the issue with the group of five is they're supposedly supposed they're supposedly on the same level as the SEC on the same level as they still play for bowl games. Like they yeah. can still, but they're, obviously they're not because they don't get the same so the money.
1: Here, Here's what I think. You have your power five, mm-hmm. your power five conference champions immediately get seated. Yes. No matter what. Yes. I agree with that. Your group of five, you have your early bowl games to determine the winner.
0: Okay, of that,
1: okay, whoever comes out on top mm-hmm. gets that sixth spot, okay on your other side, you have non conference champion game, or you have non conference champion teams or programs mm-hmm. in the playoff picture. I think that's a good way to appease both sides, okay, so it would be a lot like basketball, and there would be a lot more football games. But yeah. I still think that would be a better alternative to what we have right
0: now. I, I like the group of five tournament. I've not thought about that before. That is. A it, would good, it, it would make sense. It would make sense. Just
1: give your top-seeded team in the group of five a first-round buy, mm-hmm. have your uh, four mm-hmm. play each other, and then uh, you can go by win loss. If you have an undefeated team or if you have several, just go against strength of schedule then.
0: Here's what I would say. You have said repeatedly ten teams. Usually, I'm when I thought of expanding. Why not go to six teams? You put all Power Five, then that way a Group of Five or an independent can slide into that sixth spot. I think, and here's what, and here's what I think about the ten teams. With ten teams, I think you have all five Power Five, and then with the other half of those five spots, bring in three Group of Five champions. As of right now, the top, the three top tier ones. Here's who I think are the top tier. If we're going off, like, no conference realignment has been made yet. Like, Texas and Oklahoma are still in the Big 12, Cincinnati still in the American, things like that. We're going off that. So, obviously, all your Power 5 champions get the top five spots. Then 6, 7, and 8, American, Sunbelt, Mountain West maybe conference USA because you have a, right now you have a couple of good teams in there Marshall I think so not this year they, they this is I think under first year head coach but I think right now it is um the top 3 group of 5 American Sunbelt and Mountain West as of this year as of this year Mountain West will not change I think they're still going to have good competition Yeah they're always going year. to Sunbelt is going to I think move over the American and Sunbelt and Mountain West will be vying for the top group yeah, of five spots. that sixth spot. That sixth spot. But right now, again, six, seven, and eight, American, Mountain West, Sunbelt. And then the last two are an independent, so then you could throw in a BYU and a Notre Dame or a Liberty and a Notre Dame, some, somebody that's in the of Army in Notre Dame, you know, somebody. Yeah, you or, a military
1: Academy.
0: A military Academy, something. Um it, well, Navy and Air Force are in conferences, so they would go under either of them. So, the, yeah,
1: it would, it would just be Army, Notre Dame, BYU, and then any other independent school yeah, that will
0: And Lord forbid UConn ever gets in there or something. <laughs> I know.
1: If UConn gets into the college football playoff, I'm done. Yeah. I know. I'm done. Yeah. Um, you have basketball. You don't need anything else. <laughs> I don't just know. Just stop. I, th-
0: I think they would disagree on that one. Um but, and then here's with 12, and they're going to 12, and I know this will never happen, but, it, but in my personal opinion, I think it should. Conference championships have to matter, and they used to really matter. That's what, really, that's what people really wanted, was a conference champion. And here's what I think. I don't think you dilute this, the season if you, do, if you do this. If your power, all of your power five get that top five, just like in 10, but then the other five, six through ten, get the um the the group of five champions get six through ten. So the American goes to six, seven goes to Mountain West, eighth goes to um Sunbelt, third goes to Conference USA, and then the or, or I'm sorry, not third. Eighth goes to Sunbelt, ninth goes to Conference USA, and tenth goes to the Mac. Okay. And then 11 and 12 can be your independence. Or or if you want to in this or if you want to maybe a solid another good one loss um, program program maybe but then again those programs have not they the if you're going to put those programs in then that means they have not won their conference champions a uh, conf- conference championship. I think conference championship is your ut- is, like that is the utmost yeah, that's that should be a stepping stone. You have other bowls. You have other bowl games, which is yeah. fine. And then your New Year six bowls can be thirteen through twenty five or whatever. You like you can have yeah. thirteen through twenty five figured out amongst those those teams for your New Year's six bowls. So here's
1: what I'll say to that. Although
0: you won't you I, I would say this, you wouldn't have a New Year's six bowl. They would probably be in the playoffs for that. Yeah. Um, if you move to a 12 team, which it probably will end you, up being.
1: Yeah, you you would have to invent or elevate the status of some bowls. So,
0: like the Liberty. I think the Liberty Bowl is getting to that place. Yeah. Um, there's a few more.
1: I'm trying uh, to think. The
0: Sun Bowl. The Sun Bowl would be one. Yeah. Um, the one that's in Charlotte, I think, is coming up. Oh yeah, the Belk Bowl. The Belk Bowl, or it used to be the Car here. Car- no, it was the Belk. Yeah, the Belk Bowl. Like, there's different ones that are kind of being like you have. Yeah, your,
1: like the Fiesta Bowl. That's another. The one Fiesta Bowl
0: is a great one. That is. Yeah, a, that's, that's another. Always been a great bowl. That's always been a great bowl. Um, I'm trying
1: to think. But you you would have to elevate the status of some of those bowls. Yeah, which I think would be get, fine. Well,
0: yeah. Like the Liberty Bowl has a cool trophy, and I'm not just saying that because we've won it. <laughs> like, but uh, what was the one that uh, West Virginia played in one time? It was the Cactus Bowl. That was really yeah. cool. We played in the we played in the um, the Diamondbacks Stadium for that one. So that that was pretty cool for the Cactus Bowl. We beat Arizona State for that one. Um but that, that I would rather if, if they're gonna go to twelve, I would like to see all the conference champions in that, Power Five and Group of Five. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying Group of Five should even try to get no maybe they can, you know, the American sometimes, especially this year, is a lot better than the Pac twelve or the yeah, AC. Absolutely. So but I still think like Conference championships have to matter. And I know the Mac and especially Conference USA is not something to really that people really It's not something to hang your hat on. No, yet. it's not something that re- really pay attention to. If it was, then Marshall wouldn't have left, Old Dominion wouldn't have left, and JMU would have gone to Conference USA instead of yeah. the Sunbelt. So conference championships have to matter and it and it really irritates me that they don't.
1: Here's here's the one thing that I will say about that. I don't think College football in general will ever go for it, I think, because I think our ideas are very similar.
0: Yes, and they um, make the most. And I feel like the, the, those listeners and those who listen, like, here's the thing: if Division three and Division two can figure it out, and the FCS, why can't Division one? Yeah, you know, like Division three, you win your conference, you're in. Yep. Why? Why can't? And then if you finish, no, I don't. I don't like the fact for Division three is that like teams like Farum, who've gotten six wins they can't go play a bowl game. Now I know it's different because there's a ton there's a ton more division 3 teams than there yeah. are um, division 1 division 1 um but I think you know if those if those divisions those three divisions can figure it out I don't understand why we can't. Why or I say we why can't division 1 division 1 figure FBS figure it out.
1: That makes sense. I mean ultimately conf- you if you just win your conference championship and don't get an invite to a New Year Six Bowl or the College Football Playoff, why bother? Why yeah. bother with conferences and that at dilute, all?
0: That dilutes the, the regular season more than anything. Not adding more teams in dilutes the regular season. You know, I think if you go to six team, if you go to sixteen teams, that really dilutes yeah, that, the regular. season. That would suck because then you have opportunities for like say, then you have opportunities for a three loss. Auburn to get in, or some or a four – actually, I'm sorry, I know Auburn has four losses now, but you have a, like a three-loss team to get in. Yeah, but UTSA, granted, they probably get blown out by Alabama, but if they've worked hard to go undefeated and then they still have to play for their championship this year, but if they work hard enough and beat their conference champ and, and, and win their conference championship, they should at least have a shot for the national title yeah. if they consider if they are considered on
1: the same level yeah if they win they they should have you shouldn't just say oh hey like if, if you're not making a big deal about conference championships to begin with you shouldn't just say oh hey here's your consolation prize you won the conference championship congrats yeah. your season's over yeah it's like no you should have a right to go out and get a shot and, and here's the thing and
0: the, and this is why we love March Madness, because March Madness is is similar to this way. This is why
1: some of us love March Madness. My bracket always gets busted.
0: Well, mine does, too, but I still enjoy watching. And it's not really even March Madness anymore. It's more like April of... Yeah,
1: it's like March, April, May Madness. Yeah,
0: but we won't get into that word, football podcast. But yeah, but what I'm saying is you have teams like... Um, who was that team? Was it Lo- uh, Loyola, who yeah. beat who beat Virginia yeah. that year? Or St. Saint, or Saint Mary's or something that beat the number one seed, Virginia, who had just won the national title the oh, year before. Um, uh, the one out of Chicago. Yeah, I know. You, yeah. you know who you're talk, who I'm talking about. Yeah, with, um, the, uh, with the nun. Yes. It, Loyola was the – Yeah, Loyola. Was, um, but but that's why we like – because you have that probability. Do I think it's it should be 64 teams? No, absolutely not. That's At that point, it's just a league.
1: Yeah, and, and that's stop. that's that's
0: NFL. You might as well. That really then that puts more emphasis on the regular season, and some people want that. I I, I can see the argument for it, but I am totally against it. No, if you're going to do twelve team playoffs, that's what I want. I want five. I want all ten conference champions, along with the like two independent schools. Granted, the independence now is going away because BYU is no longer going to be an independent and Liberty is no longer going to be an independent. So that
1: would literally just leave Notre Dame.
0: Notre Dame, Army, UConn, and UMass. And UConn and UMass are never getting in unless Army is just unbelievable one year running that triple option the whole time. They're not getting in. Yeah. You know? So really, if you want to do it, you can do. You could still do 12, I would say maybe 11, but then somebody's got to get a buy.
1: I, I would say 12, but I would leave the bottom two spots. Independent schools should get them. At least one independent school should get it mm-hmm. because then you have Notre Dame fans who are saying, oh, the only reason why we don't get in is because we're independent.
0: I just thought of something. Mm-hmm. C- continue with your thought, but I'll tell you after this.
1: Um, but I I would say leave the bottom two open. To a one-loss team who is not a conference champion, or an undefeated team who is not a conference
0: champion. Here's here's why I, I was thinking about. You could put in the the same person or the same team that lost the conference champion in those top either, in either one of those bottom two spots, or or you could have a similar a similar situation like you have with UTSA and UTEP. Now I know those teams, neither of those teams will ever get a shot in the playoffs. <laughs> But they're in the same division. You, if UTSA were, uh, wins out, they go to the conference championship. But the better conference championship may be UTSA and UTEP. But because they're in the same division, that'll never happen. Why don't you have something like that? Where, you, say, you, UTSA wins the conference USA championship. UTEP doesn't get a chance to even go to the conference champion, championship game. But they can get placed in maybe that top 12 or 11th spot. They never got a shot at the conference championship just because of the way things fell. And UTSA got up there. So maybe you have that, like your divi- one of your divisions, two, you know, like two people from conference USA West can get in there, or from the SEC West. Say like like Alabama wins the conference championship and they beat, like, Georgia's now two losses, but Ole Miss, say, has one loss, and that one loss was to Alabama. Yeah. Maybe Ole Miss can get that last. You know, it, it just depends. That's just a thought. I know people would yeah. disagree with them, disagree with that, and I totally get, like, I see both sides of it. I'm not, you know, but if you're going to 12, that's my personal opinion. Wow, that was a long rant. Okay. <laughs> that were good. Bit, that was a bit of a tangent, but I think, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it checks That'll out. That'll give
0: some ideas to people out there who are yeah, listening. Yeah, so for, I'm sure. for
1: Yeah, if uh, the College Football Playoff Committee, if you're listening to the Panther Pod, make sure to follow us on social media. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on, um, would big. you like to preview or go back?
0: Let's go Let's go back because we have some things. Um, big news this week that just came out on Monday. Justin Fuente, Gone. Gone.
1: Gone from Blacksburg. Good, good riddance. I mean, God, I hope LSU doesn't hire him.
0: I mean, after uh, like, here's here's <laughs> the thing. As a West Virginia fan, I kind of like having him around. Granted, he had been us once, but I mean, like, if he was doing terrible, then that like, just gives us more opportunities to keep the Black Diamond Trophy. But you know, it's whatever. Like, here's the thing. All of our rivals were not set we were, were not happy to see them go, or to see him go.
1: Because he wasn't doing a great job, you know. Yeah. But, but for all them Hokie fans, Christmas came early this year. Yeah, for sure. I I think – I honestly – I understand why they let him go now. But I think the smarter decision would have been to wait until the end of the season.
0: What From what I'm hearing is, is it was mutually agreed that the uh, Virginia Tech's athletic director and Justin Fuente sat down in their weekly meeting. And have kind of both agree that they're like they don't see Fuente. Right, lead, eye. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they just don't see Fuente leading this program anymore. And from what I understand is Fuente threw his hat into the ring for when Baylor was offering a job after Matt Rule left. So it seems to me like he was really in it a lot for the money. Granted, it's gonna be hard. it would be it was gonna be hard for whoever to step, who it was going to be hard for whoever was going to be uh, Frank Beamer's successor. You know, like that's whether it was his son, whether it was Bud. Bud Foster would have been a good replacement.
1: Bud Foster should have been his replacement.
0: I don't think he wanted the head coaching job. Though.
1: I I don't think so either. But I mean, in. In a lot of tech fans' eyes he, he was the only He was the only option.
0: And I think people would have would have loved that. But I think but here's the thing, Bud Bud Foster retired shortly after. Yeah. I mean he followed along. So now the question is is who does Virginia Tech go after? I know they're really looking at Jamie Chadwell. More than likely that's who they're gonna hire. They're also gonna look at um Louisiana Lafayette, they're gonna look at Billy Napier, their head coach. Um I've heard they're looking at Gary Patterson. They're looking at Hugh Freeze. And some have speculated Rich Rod. And if he does, let me tell you, that gives West Virginia fans a whole nother reason. A whole nother reason to hate Rich Rod.
1: I don't think Rich Rod, I don't think Rich Rod would make the step back up. He already said that he does not like playing uh, with the national spotlight on him.
0: And see, what's really funny is... He is offensive coordinator with Louisiana Monroe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The head coach is Terry Bowden. So there's two West Virginia guy. Uh, Terry Bowden was not a West Virginia guy, but his his father. There there are two West Virginia connections on that UL Monroe team. Um, but m- my
1: opinion, Louisiana I think, Lafayette's better. Oh yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yes. Oh
0: yes, I'm not there's no there's no debate. No. Not
1: hating on UL Monroe, but ULL No, is no, just, it, it is better. it is
0: very clear that U UL, that ULL. ULL Louisiana Lafayette is a much better team. Um I think they go for Jamie Chadwell. I think Billy Napier stays at Louisiana Lafayette. <clears throat> or or he could go to LSU. I've thought about that as well. Billy Napier that is.
1: I I, I got to agree with you. I think Chadwell is going to be the next coach at Tech.
0: He's plugged in to the region.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think Napier – God, I hope Napier doesn't go to LSU. I'm still holding out for hope for uh, Jimbo or um, Lane Kiffin to come save us. Or Lincoln Riley at this or point. Or Lincoln Riley at this point, honestly, if, uh, if Oklahoma keeps up their shenanigans. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, who knows? Honestly, at this point, I think it's still early. Um, who did they say was going to be interim? Their offensive coordinator? The
0: interim head coach is J.C. Price. He played under Frank
1: Beamer. I mean, that checks out. And honestly, they could stick with J.C. Price if he performs over the next, he, next yeah, couple like, games.
0: He's a little bit of a throwback to Beamer Ball. Oh, and also, they're, um, I don't know how seriously they're looking at him. Shane Beamer down to South Carolina and here's the thing I didn't know this we have ragged on South Carolina a little bit this year but this was Shane Beamer's first year at South Carolina so that makes sense why
1: I don't think they would I don't think Shane Beamer would leave immediately for Tech I think he wants to try and give South Carolina another go around
0: I think he here's the thing I think he wants to build a program of his own
1: before he would try and take over something like that yeah which makes sense because you don't want to live in your father's shadow
0: yeah, I know um, J.C. Price is a throwback to that lunch pill defense. Yeah. Um, so we're we're going to see. I mean, if they're going to be like TCU and TCU goes and blows Baylor out, or not blows Baylor out, but beats Baylor after, after they fire their head coach and the interim takes over, you know. So we'll see. He's a throwback to Beamer Ball. He played for Frank Beamer um from what i've heard anything from, from what i've heard from tech fans is anything's better than Fuente. so we'll we'll see however i w- i will say this i don't like the way that college football is going in this regard that your are firing coaches just halfway through the season look at uh texas tech fired matt wells and he was going 5 and 3 he was 5 yeah. and 3 at the time at texas tech so it's like
1: you, you have to be you have to understand like you have to be understanding that not every year is going to be your year. So, I get it. I do. Every team wants to compete for the national championship, but only one can win it in the end.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, but here's the thing, too, is this is what makes me sad. It's because for – in and, and I don't know who the – law. I don't have a whole lot on UVA. I was never a UVA fan. I don't know a whole lot about their program. I just know that they lost the Commonwealth Cup for 15 years straight. Um, <laughs> but I will say that it was like there, when it's the teams and the schools that go up against each other, that is what makes it such a awesome rivalry and just the fact that the, that the schools are going against each other. But it's also when there's history between the coaches. Frank Beamer and Don Nealon always were going at it. And that's that was it was Don Nealon's Mountaineers versus Frank Beamer's Hokies, and then it became Frank Beamer's Hokies versus uh, Rich Rod's Mountaineers. You know, and then and then that was it. Yeah, for, uh, Rich Rod left. Bill Stewart came in, but by that time, conference realignment was going on. Virginia Tech had already left. Uh, Virginia Tech had already left for a long time. They had already left the Big East and were now part of the ACC. And then West Virginia goes to the Big Twelve. We don't play each other again until it was twelve years until we played Tech again, and that was two thousand and seven or two thousand and seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, and and see that that is what makes college football great. But I'm re, I was really hoping to see Neil Brown and maybe Justin Fuente or whoever it is. I'm like, yeah, to develop coaches,
1: that kind of rivalry.
0: Yes, that the co- because like these players who are playing now. I don't think any of them who the players on the team now, none of them played when we played Tech in two thousand seventeen. They don't know yeah. that unless there's a couple of West Virginia guys on the team. But other than that, the recruit those recruits don't. Daggie.
1: Gosh, hey, he we, was still around in college football. I don't think yeah, he wasn't at yeah, West Virginia that, though.
0: No, he's at Bowling Green at that point. Um, but th- the coaches sometimes are what make it as well as when the coaches can't stand each other. You know. Yeah. And that that's that's just what sometimes the coaches as well make the rivalry and there's just that bad blood between
1: them. That's what I was hoping to see develop between like Les Miles and Saban. Yeah. Or Orgeron and Sabin. Yeah. And now it's just sadness. It is, yeah. And tears. Although for us, we did beat Tech, so like <laughs> there's that. We beat Bama in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> Not in 2020. Not time. this year. Hey, but probably not next year, <laughs> okay, well. or the year after. <laughs> <You'll> be- <laughs> ah!
0: Do you know this? West Virginia starting in twenty twenty six has a home and away series with Alabama. Oh, buddy. Twenty twenty six, though. Think about it. Maybe Neil Brown will have been there for a little bit. We've got things turned around. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, you know
1: who's still going to be in Alabama though.
0: Who? Nick Saban. Probably, because he said he's got another ten years and be there like Bill Snyder till he's like ninety three. Um, and still winning, like, national championships. Yep. Yep. So, um, and then, of course, like, the biggest news of the weekend, Kansas beats Texas at home. Got to love it. And here's the thing. Kansas just didn't beat Texas. They walked into the third quarter 35-14 to
1: 14 over Texas. That's just embarrassing. It is. Like, it is so I, I embarrassing. I know we hate on – Kansas is very much a Vanderbilt figure.
0: Yeah, and, and like uh, we we don't we hate we we really kind of more crap on on Kansas and Vanderbilt because like what are you doing as Power Five? Bad like for Kansas, your basketball is respectable, and for Vanderbilt, your baseball is respectable. But football is what brings in the money.
1: Yeah, especially in Power Five.
0: Yeah. So, but you know, I think like I, I'm just so glad, just horns down all the horns way, horns down, horns down all the way. Um, it was great that the um the final score 57 to 55 or no I'm sorry 57 to 56 because they had to go for two to win the game yep um and the fullback catches the ball awesome. first first time ever ever touching the football it wasn't just his first touchdown first catch first time touching the football on the field that's awesome it was it was awesome i was so glad to see kansas win now can they go back to be playing old kansas when we play them I would love that very much. So probably not going to happen. But they've already said that that quarterback will be finishing out the rest of the year for them. But but here's the thing, Texas didn't have a defense. We have a defense. Like we have a we have a pretty stout defense.
1: Yeah, I mean y'all. I think right now West Virginia is ranked number three or number four in the nation in defensive points uh, per game. Mm-mm. Higher.
0: Lower. Oh. Body. We 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 lost a couple we lost a couple guys last year. Fair enough, but um, I mean that and doesn't we're, and that we're doesn't a little knock. we're a little thin, you know.
1: That doesn't knock from your defensive philosophy, though. No,
0: no, no. That def- the defensive front is really good. What has hurt us is games like Baylor and games like Oklahoma State, where it just number one defense never showed up against um, Baylor. And then defense got really tired at Oklahoma State and then last week at Kansas State. Yeah. But defense played a great game. Defense is what kept has kept them in most of their games all season. Um, i really say except for two. <laughs> um, but, you know, I our, our, our defense is great. Offense is another thing. And speaking of the Kansas State, there is a podcast that I listen to that I've said on here before called Three Guys Before the Game. It features Tony Creedy, Brad Howe, and Hoppy Kirchival. I sent in a text this week, um, and I really I really made Brad Howe mad. I really made Brad Howe mad. And here's the thing. I I don't really care that I made him mad either, um, because <laughs> what I said was true. Like I, I felt yeah. like it was true. <laughs> So all season, my personal opinion, and maybe other fan, Mountaineer fans who have listened to this podcast, do not feel this way. My personal opinion is that they have been giving Jarrett Dagey nothing but excuses this year. And finally, I was just there's no way other for me to contact. There's no way for me to contact them other than to text them. I would have preferred not to text them, but I did. Um, that's the only way to get in contact and express my feelings. All I said was. Hey you three, what excuses do you have for WU football this week? And I meant it more in a sarcastic, very sassy tone. You know, Tony Creedy and very and Hoppy Kirchvoll were very gracious about it. I appreciate that. Brad Howe, on the other hand, yeah, mm. um, his response was, "Thanks for listening to the show, on," and that was it. Mm. No, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I don't really care. I don't know the guy from Adam. <laughs> um, like I like I, I I appreciate like he's a Mountaineer fan. I like that. I, I like the guy, but and I have no ill will towards him for for being mad at me whatsoever. And I would have said it to their face if I had. Um, but this this goes back to the point that this is an issue with the, uh, with West Virginia media is that the university only lets people in who they like. And who they know will not ask tough questions. Yeah. So most of the people who are in there are asking basic, dull questions that no West Virginia fan cares about. And West Virginia fans are fed up with this. Yeah. This sport I mean, of NWU media. Now granted, Tony Creedy can't say a whole lot because he is the radio announcer. Yeah. You you but can, he can also be frustrated.
1: You can say that about just about any football program across the nation where most media personnel that is selected or has access. Isn't going to ask those questions. They kiss butt. Yeah, they kiss butt. Like they're selected for a reason. And here's the thing: unless you're a major provider like ESPN or but someone ESPN like that, won't going to cover do
0: that because they get the money from it. You know? Yeah, like absolutely. And Voice of Morgantown really expresses how I feel. It's like a three-man operation. Um, Brad Smith is their main, is their senior chief editor guy. Um, I, and Now, here's the thing. I don't like uh, some of the articles that he writes. I agree with some of the don't, uh, some of the ones I don't. Most of the ones I feel like he really voices my opinion on a very major stage. I appreciate that. And I like the voice of Morgantown. Sometimes I do think he can be a little too critical and a little, excuse me, and a little, little too cynical against Neil Brown and WVU football. But sometimes it's 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 warranted, you know. Like sometimes, like especially after weeks like Kansas State, it's warranted. There was no excuse for us losing to Kansas State, um, a team we should have beat. So I don't I don't feel bad for making for making Brad Howe mad. He was like, "I'm just going to sit quiet because I don't want to be labeled as somebody who gives excuses." <laughs> but if you look back at all, what are we at now? Ten games, all ten, uh, double that, all twenty episodes. Because they do a Monday episode and then they do a Thursday episode. The Monday episode reviews the game on set on the previous Saturday. The Thursday um, episode previews the game on the next Saturday. So Monday is a review. Thursday is a preview. So I don't feel bad for making them because that was my personal opinions. And Ho- and Hoppy Kirchival, uh he goes, no, 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 I get it. I get it. I understand. He's very frustrated. I don't blame him. I'm very frustrated. And of course, it just had to be the one time, the one show that I texted into and said this, they weren't giving excuses. They were just <laughs> as frustrated as all Mountaineer fans. So it was like, great, you know, I texted in on the wrong episode, but had it been any other episode, uh, it, you know. So, yeah, I made him mad, but that was just a little peep into my personal life. And anyway, if anybody <laughs> listened, if if you heard, if anybody listens to three guys before the game and they heard them read Owen from Franklin County, Virginia, that was me. Okay, so, oh well. Didn't hurt my feelings, none. It's okay. Oh,
1: man. Um, Giving you all a quick update on the LSU coaching carousel. Orgeron is gone at the end of the season. Uh, That has been clear. Scott Woodward, our athletic director, has made that abundantly clear over the past couple weeks, no matter what uh, any kind of performance for the rest of the season. Um, Just throwing out a few names. Jimbo Fisher is the biggest uh, from Texas A&M.
0: And that's really interesting for me.
1: He has already said, and I quote, we're going to recruit an unbelievable class this year, so I'm the dumbest human being on God's earth to recruit all these guys to A&M so I can go across over there to LSU and go play against them. I want to be at a and M. I I plan on being at a and M. I I ain't going nowhere and don't want to be nowhere else. I love being right here. So Jimbo Fisher's probably out. um, But... I will say the buzz around him is not going to end until the coach is announced. Yeah. Another big one, Lincoln Riley. There's no coaching candidate who would be a bigger name other than Saban, Dabo Sweeney, or Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love for Lincoln Riley to come to LSU. Lincoln Riley, if you're listening to this podcast, please come to LSU.
0: <laughs> yes one of the major d1 sports yes co- uh, football of course he's listening He's listening obviously
1: he's our one fan from Oklahoma yes that's um. that's who listens <laughs> out there in
0: Tulsa not even Tulsa Norman Norman Oklahoma I'm sorry Jackson it's um, Norman Oklahoma
1: but I there's no way he would leave Oklahoma with them. Even with subpar, and I put subpar in quotes because they're still – Nine and one. <laughs> yeah, they are they have one loss now. Um, I just – I could never see that happening. I think he would be very smart to stay at Oklahoma and get a massive contract extension.
0: Yeah, and also, too, like if, if he's moving to the SEC within at least two years – I yeah, mean, it just doesn't make it, sense. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
1: He might, though. You never know. The two names that stuck out to me, like the two bigger names, that mm-hmm. stuck out to me, mm-hmm. were Mel Tucker from Michigan State mm-hmm. and Dave Aranda.
0: Dave Aranda's not going to LSU. You're saying that now? I'm saying that now. I don't think he goes to LSU. He's got, he's got, he's got a lot of things made right now at at Baylor. Give give him two more years. He will have won the conference. I, I and even two years is a stretch for me. I think he wins it next year if he keeps doing what he's doing. I think he wins it next year. So wins the Big
1: Twelve title next year. Mel Tucker did spend one season with LSU. Um, he has a lot of support from the athletic department, but I don't think Michigan State would allow that coach who has brought success to that program. To leave anytime in the near future and same can be said about Dave Aranda yeah um, he was our defensive coordinator yeah. for a long mm-hmm. long time and, and, and I, I love Dave Aranda
0: oh yeah and it was sad to see him go yes but he was look what he's doing now as a head coach like yeah. like he
1: he was made to be a head coach honestly I when Ed Orgeron was hired, I thought that Dave Aranda should have gotten the job. He probably should have. He deserved it. Yeah. Um, but. But Ogeron fits the
0: program. So, yeah. like the personality of it, he fits the program really well.
1: Plus, I mean, it was nice to see Orgeron finally get his shot mm-hmm. as and a head and, coach. Win a yeah, and win a
0: national title. Yeah, and
1: win a national title. But I I think it's still too early to tell. I know Woodward has said multiple times that we are looking to pin down our guy within the next couple of weeks, hopefully before bowl season. But I could see this going on until spring ball. Or at least sticking with our interim until spring ball.
0: I think by January, February, maybe even late December, maybe it'll be on Christmas Day, LSU fans will get a nice surprise. Oh, great. <laughs> Justin, Justin Fuente! Puente.
1: What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you at this press conference? <laughs> no! <laughs> no, no, no! Um, oh man! Real quick, if LSU hires Puente. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, we're going to
0: run through our top five games this week. Um, Michigan State, Ohio State. Um, I like the mashup. I uh, you know Michigan State has the Heisman like top tier Heisman running back. Um, who
1: you got? Uh, I have Ohio State, and I am sorry. I am sorry, Ethan Berger.
0: No, I'm going Michigan State. I'm going Michigan State. Burger's going to be Burger's <sighs> favor- favorite guy here this week.
1: I think that this is a step back to reality for Michigan State after beating Michigan. Um, But I I can't see them keeping up the level of production that they're at.
0: I, 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 Not against Ohio State. I no. think Ohio State's too good. I,
1: th- I think they're evenly matched, this one. I think it's going to be a uh, heck of a game, but I, I cannot see them matching that production.
0: I, th- I think Michigan State's able to match that.
1: Uh, um, Auburn at Arkansas. Oh, and who you got? Alabama
0: at Arkansas.
1: Edit. Sorry. Edit. Alabama at Arkansas. Arkansas for the uncultured people for the uncultured people <laughs> uh Owen who you got I'm not picking them you can I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, I will lose this I, I don't, don't care. care Alabama I'm
0: sorry Alabama I don't I don't want to say it but Arkansas kind of fall, kind of falling off the the train a little bit but I will say, I don't think Arkansas is going to go down without a fight yeah it's you know I think
1: it's going to be a good game but I mean Alabama is good. Um, they're oh, so you're picking them? No, I'm not picking them. <laughs> Alabama is like good. It sounds like you're picking them. But Arkansas has knocked off not tougher teams, but has knocked off teams in the past. Yeah. In this season, so I've got Arkansas. Uh, Alabama. Cincinnati, uh, SMU. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, all the way. I think this is a dream matchup. Mm-hmm. I think this would be. I think Mordecai. For SMU the Mordecai is going to throw the freaking ball all over Cincinnati.
0: No, I got I got Cincinnati, man. I I think this is going to be a preview if not SMU then Houston, I think this will be a preview for the for the American Athletic Conference championship.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: I think that this could this could them or Houston. I think this will be a preview for that. Um Cincinnati. I got Cincinnati. Yeah, I got SMU. Um Going to the Big Twelve, Iowa State versus Oklahoma. Um after watching after watching Oklahoma just absolutely f- not fall off the, the wagon, but they kinda did with the quarterbacks, man. The
1: wagon crashed.
0: The wagon the wagon crashed. That, that <laughs> it crashed like that one you remember yeah. when it crashed a couple years ago when they played West Virginia? Yeah. Yep. That was funny. Yep. It was well the score wasn't for West Virginia but you know
1: it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> I just remember all the memes after L S U beat Oklahoma. Mm hmm and mm-hmm. all of the videos of the wagon tipping Just, over.
0: Yep, yep, that was at the West Virginia game. But, uh, but yeah, no, I'm going to be
1: honest. I think Iowa State's got this one. I uh, th- Oklahoma's coming back with a vengeance. Here's we so are th- not agreeing this week. No, we're not, and I don't care. Um, <laughs>
0: here's the thing. I understand Iowa State lost to Texas Tech to a, by a 62-yard field goal last week, and Iowa State has kind of fallen off the tracks a little bit ever since they lost to West Virginia. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. I think that Matt Campbell's going to get it cleaned up. I think Brock Perry's going to show up a little bit. Um, I I just I think Iowa State gets this. I think I just I think Iowa State gets this one.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't, I don't need to say more. I they're think coming off think, of a loss, <laughs> I think Oklahoma loses
0: two I, I, two in a row, and then they lose then and then they lose Bedlam next week. I, I think they lose Bedlam next week. If they don't no lose way. this week, they're losing to Oklahoma State. I, I'm. I'm saying I could it.
1: see that, but there's there's no way they're losing to uh, Iowa. I almost said Ohio State. Uh, no, there's Iowa no State. way they're losing to Iowa State.
0: Um, I'm yeah. No, Iowa State, UCLA and USC. Some two
1: teams we know nothing about.
0: Well, we know a little bit about. <laughs> we know. We know the history. You know the history. Um, you know I. I UCLA and USC. Um, Here is the thing: USC is just they're treading water right now. Yeah, they're it's,
1: they're they're st- they're stinky.
0: Yeah, they're and you you know after getting fire, after firing Clay Helton two games into the season, two games into the season. Um, yeah, I just UCLA is more stable, and because of their stability, I think they get the win this weekend.
1: I will agree with you. I will agree well, with you. On this look one. at that. There. Look think, at that. I think UCLA. I think it's because of their stability. Yeah, they're not the giant killers that everyone predicted at the start of the season. It's just that LSU was terrible. At the- it's just that LSU was garbage. It still is. Which is fine. I'm okay with it. Every program has their down years two years after winning the national championship. (laughs) But, hey, I'm okay two years after going undefeated the entire season, two years after having the Heisman winner break all (laughs) college football uh, records and passing. I'm okay with it. I'm (laughs) fine with LSU having a not-so-good year. That's fine. I'm good. It's fine. Really? I'm good. You're fine. Oh, and I'm fine. (laughs) I've said this. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm not crying. ODAC recap. Yeah.
0: Um so for the final week here in the Odak.
1: Besides bowls. But even then that's no, just but, uh, yeah.
0: Washington and Lee loses to Shenandoah fourteen to
1: six. Dun dun dun.
0: Why couldn't we have done that? That would've kept the they still won the conference, so it doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> really no, it's not. No. Uh Hampton Sydney gets demolished by Randolph Macon, thirty seven Mac. to fourteen.
1: Gotta love it.
0: Yeah. Um, we're gonna skip over the next game <laughs> next one's still a little fresh yeah that one that one hurts uh Bridgewater just demolishes Guilford 43 to nothing um, and <sighs> then poor poor Guilford yeah and then this upcoming week for this is now for the division three championship Washington and Lee plays Mountain Union at 12.
1: Uh, I've got Mountain Union Mountain Union sorry I've got Mountain Union winning this game. You know, I, as as much as I'd love to stay loyal to the O.D.A.C., I think Mountain Union is just too good. Like, there's there's a reason why they've won the championships they have.
0: You know, I don't I don't know a whole lot about Mountain Mount Union to begin with. So for that reason, I will go Washington and Lee. Agreed, because disagree. I because I know That's Washington and Lee. I've played. You know, like I've seen them play. I know how they play. So I think it'll be a good game. Um, Washington Lee. I have Washington and Lee. Um, <laughs> down to a game that is a little bit fresh and very saddening in our eyes, <sighs> Farham loses the final Crooked Road Classic to Emory and Henry, 41-23. to Here's the thing, Cole. Farron played a okay game. They held Emery and Henry to three points in the second quarter and shut them out in the fourth. However, in the first quarter... Aaron Henry scored 20 points And in the third quarter They scored 18 We scored 10 in the first And 7 in the third It Here's the thing Just
1: <laughs> The It sucks Because it was the last one But I, And I think we said this in our intro yeah, like, tangent Yeah I'm really gonna miss the Crooked Root Classic. No,
0: I really I I'll mean, bias aside. It was a great rivalry. Yeah, it was a great, great. It was a little lopsided, but it was a great rivalry. Yeah, I mean,
1: towards the end, it did, but it, it's still, it, it was something that Farum had to mark the end of the year. They every single year
0: a, on a, on a good note, and also too, just to just to bring it home. You know, it's been so long since the Crooked Road Classic tro- since the trophy's been home down Forty West. You know, I just that that is what pained me the most um however farms running game was on point this this game i mean it was it was phenomenal but what hurt Ferrum really was the passing game was uh they just their the, dev, the passing defense was just it was it was all the underneath stuff or it was those corner routes um to the end zone it it, it just that is what was Ferrum's weakness now i think they'll get it cleaned up in the over the offseason, but you know, you look at it, right after Farram or Emory and Henry scores, they they miss the uh, they missed the extra point. Um so it's six nothing but then Farham comes right back. Joshua Lerb rushes for fifty fifty uh, one yard rush down to Emory Henry twenty. You know, kick the they kick the field goal, scores now six three Emory. Um they come back, Emory scores again 13-3. But then Faram answers back. Uh, Joshua Lerp, another forty five yard run. I mean, it was just like the running game was there. Titus was doing doing well. It was just the defense could not keep up, unfortunately. And we talked about this last week. The rush defense was all right. We we kind of we kind of
1: our pass defense got exposed. It was this week, and honestly, that's something to build on for next year. Yes, and honestly, I have a lot of hope for Faram. I I. As much as it's easy to say, oh, Randy Mack or Washington Lee is going to win the conference next year, Mm -hmm. you have to throw Farham in there, especially after this year. This is Coach Adams' first full season. Oh yeah. And we finished fourth. Oh yeah. Like that's something to be proud of. Yeah. Not necessarily right now because Mm -hmm. it's still very painful. Yeah. But it was if you look back and see exactly how good of a season this was for Farham, it was awesome.
0: It was it it was impressive. You finish out the year six and four, three and three in the O.DAC. Unfortunately, conference is what matters in Division Three. But I mean, you know, here is the thing: Emery and Henry just they they show why they're going to D two. They had a they had four hundred and fifty two total offensive yards. Faram only had two sixty, which is which is you know good. You get a, You get a nice like two hundred sixty yards. not something to scoff at, but at the same time, like. Eh. Um Emery Henry had 235 passing yards. They averaged uh 7.3 yards per pass. Farum had 169 passing yards. They averaged um 5.6 yards a pass. So I mean Yeah, I just Emery Henry showed that unfortunately they were the better team in this one. Rushing yards uh we, we I know we talked about the rush defense. Uh, but it, it 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 was a little bit better than the past. Not much, but it was a little bit better. Uh, two hundred seventeen total rushing yards for Emory and Henry. Only ninety one rushing yards for um, for Faram.
1: And I mean, a lot of that is for those Ferrum, two big ru- is those
0: yeah. two big runs by um, em- uh Emory and Henry averaged uh, five yards per rush. Faram only averaged three. You know, two yards makes a difference. Uh, Farum had eight punts for 312 yards. Emory Henry had five punts for 112. Uh, this one, this one hurts. Farum had nine penalties for 127 yards. <clears throat> Emory Henry had nine penalties, 95 yards. But you just... It, yeah, it...
1: It's a tough one to end the season on. Yeah. It, it's, it's A loss is always a tough thing to end the season on, and it sucks. It sucks for the seniors especially.
0: Yeah. And Titus, I mean, didn't have a great game, but, I mean, he put up two touchdowns, had an interception, but put up two touchdowns, 14 for 30, 169 yards passing, a 53-long pass, two touchdowns, and an interception. Like we talked about before, Joshua Lerb, 15 rush uh, – <clears throat> 15 – Rushing attempts, 112 yards. Here's why we go back to 91. Um, Marcus Cutler had one rush for negative six yards. Titus Jones had 11 rushes for negative 15 yards. If you take those off. I mean, you know, you're doing, you're doing pretty good. Uh, but, you know, Emory Henry, Kyle Short was 16 for 32, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, Devontae Jordan for Emory Henry, 36 rushing attempts, 182 yards, two touchdowns. Um, receiving, you know, uh, <laughs> poor Nick Cook. He didn't even. He just didn't get very many touches this year, or this. i um, not this year. This game, Joshua Alerb had four receptions for seventy four yards and a touchdown. Tomate Penn, They didn't. He didn't even get a. He did not get a touchdown this game. Devin Gray had two receptions for thirteen yards and a touchdown. Um, for Emory Henry, J- uh, Jermon Ford, five receptions, one hundred two yards, two touchdowns. Keshawn uh, Cozy, four. Uh, I think Tyler talked about him last week. Four yard, uh, four receptions, forty yards for one touchdown. So it, you know, it it hurts. This one hurts
1: when you have all four of your receivers averaging a first down. Um, per, are three of yours? No, excuse me, I looked at that wrong. When you have. Two. One receiver, averaging twenty-five yards per, or uh, no, I'm sorry, twenty twenty yards, twenty yards. Yeah, when you have one receiver averaging twenty yards per catch, and then all three of your, all four. four of your receivers are averaging more than a first down. Yeah, a first down or more. You know, like there's something wrong with your pass defense. Yeah, and granted, we do we did have two picks. This game. But, but
0: but still, I mean you're averaging that's that's <sighs> ten yards or more, the fewest the fewest average yard was ten exact yards. That was the fewer fewest average for all the Emory Henry receiving. For Farum, Joshua Lerb averaged eighteen and a half yards a catch. Tomate Penn averaged fifteen point three yards per catch. But Drew Hill Negative three yards per catch. But he only had... Excuse me. He only had one reception. Um, Devin Gray had two receptions, averaged six 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 and a half yards. Daniel Lamb had three receptions, averaged uh, eight yards. But, you know, even... It, it, Deshaun Ford was targeted five times. Justin Marshall was targeted six. And Deshaun Cozy was targeted four times. Um, it was... Emory and Henry proved that they were the better team unfortunately on the field. Um Farum kept it within striking distance there for a little bit, but it uh, it was yeah. Unfortunately Kurt Newsom gets to keep the Crooked Road Classic trophy at his in his office. Um oh, Kurt. That's all I had to say about that. Um that was a terrible four scope impression. Oh gosh, that was <laughs>
1: You're gonna get roasted for that. One.
0: Yeah, no, that was a that was a terrible, terrible, terrible Forrest Gump impression. I usually do a little bit better, but yeah, that's <laughs> that was that was a tough one here on the Panther Pod. Um, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's do a, a, a
0: preview or a review a recap here.
1: Do you want to go first with pain, or do you want me to? No, I'll let you go first with pain. Oh, great! Thanks. Thank you. You, hey, had Owen, ho- you had hope this week, Owen. You know what I said, Alabama week. Yeah, that you would you need therapy. I needed therapy. I still do. Haven't gone yet. Um, I had hope. <laughs> had a lot of hope. You went to overtime, and then Arkansas snatched that hope away from me sure did. He sure did. Oh, goodness. Um, K.J. Jefferson threw for 142 and a touchdown. K.J. Jefferson rushed for 41 yards. I just... It's okay. I hate it. I hate it. I watched this game. I watched every single minute of this game. And going into the fourth quarter and going into overtime, I was like, okay, we're going to win this game. We got this. It's fine. And then Arkansas's defense just kills us. It just killed us. It sucked all the hope and dreams that I had about LSU possibly making bowl eligibility. We'll get into that later. We still have a shot. Yeah, but we just have to beat Texas A&M. Actually, you know what? No. We just have to beat hold on. Let me let me get the name of the school. Let me get the name of the school. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. See, this is the
0: SEC playing cupcake games in November, man.
1: Oh, excuse me. No. We have to get past LA Monroe to have bowl eligibility. What if you lose? At this point, we might freaking lose to LA Monroe. You might lose to Rich Rod. Dude. Oh God! I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I did not. Con- I did not connect those dots.
0: And Terry Bowden, man, wow. Cole, I will say though, um, like, like here's the thing: you ha- like you don't know what's going to happen. For all you know, you could, you 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 win the next two games. You yeah, know? but
1: if Johnson's out for the rest of the season, is he really? Why is he out? He did you not see his injury? No, I couldn't watch. It was on the SEC Network this oh, week. Oh God. Okay, Johnson had a scary roll-up mm-hmm. uh, tackle, and I th- I'm i still waiting to hear if he's going to start this week or not Yeah, against L.A. Monroe. But currently, Neusmeyer, he didn't look terrible, but he threw for two interceptions. Yeah. Oh, boy, I know that feeling. Yeah. Uh, Johnson, when he was in, he was three for six, 21 yards. Mm-hmm. Tyrion Davis-Price kind of carried the team on his back. He had 106 and no touchdowns. Mm, mm. Beck was a highlight, though. Did you see his toe-tapper in the end zone? I did not. I have not seen – unfortunately, I have not seen highlights. Yeah. Um, Neusmeyer threw a dot to the back of the end zone. I honestly thought he overthrew it. Beck leaped up, grabbed it, and then – Put both of his foot down, or both of his feet down.
0: I love it. I love it. And here's the thing about college too. I love that you only have to have one foot down instead and of then two. So
1: many people just do two, just to just to show off.
0: With that, or sometimes like they they try to prepare themselves for the NFL. Yeah. You know, like if you're doing it in college, then. But yeah, it's nice to have just the one foot down. Um, yeah. Uh, no. I, 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 I. Now. Now, I was keeping up with the score, and I was like, "Oh, LSU, they gonna win one. They gonna beat
1: Arkansas. They gonna beat Arkansas." <laughs> Nope. Yeah, and then that didn't happen. No. Nope. Uh, um, honestly, yeah. Cade York, our kicker, mm-hmm. was the MVP for this game. He scored 7 points.
0: <laughs> Boy, that has been Casey Leg for West Virginia almost all season, almost all season.
1: Um Man, it's just it hurts because I thought this was a game that we were going to win. And going into the fourth quarter, I thought this was a game we were going to win. Going into overtime, I thought this was a game we were going to win, and then the clock hit zero, and we lost.
0: And I well, hit. no, the clock hit zero, and then you go to overtime.
1: No, like they kicked their <laughs> they game kicked the field goal. Yeah, goal, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but,
0: yeah. But man, it just hurt. No, yeah, the ones that give you hope sometimes hurt worse.
1: But. Yeah, well, I mean, I had hope against Bama. That didn't go out. a lot of hope against Bama. That yeah. was wild. And then now we're losing to Arkansas. Yeah, but Arkansas a
0: decent team this year. Like,
1: they're 7-3. Arkansas seven and three. solid, and I'm not taking away from them. However, it's Arkansas. Like, come on.
0: Did they? They're starting. We're LSU. I know. And y'all playing like Arkansas, and they're playing
1: like LSU. <laughs> no, we're playing like L, capital yeah, L, yep, yep, SU. Yep, yep. yeah.
0: I just think it's so funny that everybody refers to y'all as LSU and not Louisiana State University. Like I have never Who wants heard
1: to say Louisiana State LSU, University.
0: I know, I know, I know, I know LSU. I know, I know, I know, I know. No, I just think it's so funny that
1: no, I I hear you, but it, if these are the last three games and they are for Ed Orgeron, mm-hmm. um, I hate it. I hate it for him. He deserves better. Hopefully, he'll get bowl eligibility. I hope so. I hope so, too. We'll that see be, in a bowl game. He deserves it. <laughs> Watch us get a bowl game. God, I hope West Virginia and LSU play. That, that would be so cool. That would be so cool. I hope they play in like uh, the Music City Bowl. Oh, that, would, that would only that's be like not, Hey, that's another hours.
0: one that should be elevated as well. We talked ah. about... I
1: i think in nashville it's movie. decent but like it's not the same level as like the belk bowl or the outback Bowl. i know or i know it could be
0: if it's marketed correctly
1: if it's marketed correctly but no one wants to go and say hey bro what new year's 12 bowl are you playing in <laughs> i'm playing in the music city bowl i don't know that sounds pretty cool i would
0: be like oh that's neat yeah, fair enough whatever
1: um <laughs> get into your heartbreak now come on
0: yep um uh West Virginia lost to Kansas State this weekend. 34-17. Mounted a bit bit of a comeback there in the third quarter and in the fourth a little bit and we fell off on a fourth and long. Um like uh, Letty Brown was doing great the the first game. It was doing great during the game. He did he did well. Jarrett Deggy, as usual, sucked. Um and this is what I don't get. He's 27 for 45, 268 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. The interceptions would get – he is now – let me just put this into perspective. He is now 14 for, ni- 14 for 12, 14 touchdowns for 12 interceptions on the year.
1: Hey, he might break uh, Jameis's record, gosh, 30 for 30. Gosh. Oh gosh. That would be so cool. No, it would not. <laughs> no, it would not. It would be nice for me. I
0: know it would be nice for you, but it's whatever. Jameis was an NFL record. An NFL record. Um,
1: hey, if Daggy ever gets drafted,
0: yeah, that ain't happening. And that ain't after ha- this year, no, that ain't happening. Um, let me. I just, <laughs> I don't know what to say. But this was one we should have won, and it all started when Jared. Uh, here's the thing: I will. The first interception was not Jared Daggy's fault. He threw it to Winston Wright straight on the numbers, and Winston Wright did not catch it. Bounced off him, intercepted on a deflection, and then a block punt leads to another touchdown after after the first touchdown it oh, I mean defense played really well in this game only gave up three in the second only gave up seven in the third and then gave up ten in the fourth In second third quarter they did really well I just I uh, just yeah and then like It just – nothing went right. They had a big return on special teams. And then poor old Casey Legg, like, I don't know what was up with him. Even him, like, he missed a field goal, which is unusual for him. He just missed a field goal, his second miss of the season. So, he is now um, 14 for 16, I do believe. Either 14 for 16 or 13 for 15, which is pretty good. Like, shoot, dude, you know. Um, Most valuable player for us. But, yeah, no, I just – Day, the Jarrett Day experience is over with. It, I mean, he's got to go. He just... Blue, blue Gold News, which is somebody who actually is in the media room when... is part of the West Virginia media that West Virginia University actually likes. They tweeted this out. Josh Chandler-Somato, which is a linebacker, really good linebacker for West Virginia. Josh Chandler-Somato says, you don't have to be a fifth-year senior quarterback or a fifth-year senior to display leadership. He says, it's how you carry yourself. It's a personality trait. Says, freshman Garrett Green is one of the team's leaders. Freshman Garrett Green, red shirt freshman Garrett Green, may I clarify? Um,
1: I think that's a direct shot at Dagi. That's, I mean.
0: that's a direct shot at Dagi. That's a direct shot at Dagi. but also trying to elevate Garrett Green. And here's the thing, too. Garrett Green is a good teammate. Like they, like they, The team seems to like him, but also, too, like, when Daggy was doing really well at the Iowa State game, they posted a video of Garrett Green, the backup quarterback, who's trying to get the starting position, looks at the camera and goes, all them Daggy haters, real quiet now. Who does that? Like, that is a great teammate there. Yeah. And and, and maybe he's not a like, – but that's a good teammate to say, hey, the guy you're battling it out for, you're giving praise to and saying, like, you know, like, he's a good teammate. And apparently the team really rallies around him. And it is very clear on, on West Virginia offense, there is not a leader on that offense. Now, I'm not saying it's all Daigie, but majority, but there's an 80% that it's Daigie. 80%. And here's the thing with Garrett Green. He has to work on ball handling. I get that. He's not perfect. He has to work on ball handling. But it may I also remind you, I think I saw somewhere or heard somewhere that he was the 11th most proficient proficient passer in high school football when he was recruited. Top, he was a he was a highly recruited quarterback, the 11th most proficient passer in high school in high school football. So you're going to tell me that he doesn't know how to make reads, Neil Brown, that he can't make a read, that he now he is now here's the thing, he doesn't he is too quick to give up on the read on his reads. If it's one if it's one is if his if his first guy's not open, he's tucking it and running. And that just comes with experience. But he's good running the ball, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean he's athletic enough. He's not someone who's a trying stone to be statue. Yeah, he's not a stone statue in the backfield. He can at least pick you up that first down from eight, nine yards out on his legs. On his legs, yes. It's uh, uh,
0: Yeah. I I just And here's the thing. I th- sometimes coaches don't want to give up on athletes. They will don't want to give up on athletes. Yeah, I respect but- that, but when it's costing your team possible bowl eligibility, it's kind of blind and blindsiding you to the fact that this could cost you your job. That's not a good thing. But I think once Jarrett Dagey is now he has one more elegi- year of eligibility. However, West Virginia media uh, posted on their Instagram page of a picture of Dagey. Um, it was kind of on one of the slides you know you swipe and you can see all the different pictures or whatever I don't know what they're called slides, I guess um had a picture of Deggy. senior day is Saturday, and it said one one last time, and Deggy is in Deggie is in is the picture in one of them, so as a West Virginia fan, does that mean Deggy's gonna forfeit that year of eligibility? He realizes he's not going anywhere, you know, yeah. So there's there's possibly hope for that. But I think once once Neil Brown looks at that roster and Dagey is not on and Jarrett Dagey's name is not on that roster, I think he will be able to get over that hump of trying to give him an opportunity.
1: I hope so. I hope so too. And because maybe, and I be genuinely think point. yeah, I genuinely think Neil Brown is a good head coach and deserves to coach at West Virginia. But I think he just has way too much favoritism for Daggy.
0: He really does, and I think and, that's I mean, really I get blindsided. Daggy
1: has, and there's no telling how good of a quarterback Daggy is in practice, because he could be the world's best passer in practice. Oh, that's and what execute yeah, yeah. Neil Brown's offense to perfection. But it's clearly not showing up in game. Well, and apparently to the de- – d that's – Josh Chandler
0: Smandoz is a de- defense guy. He's on the, defen- on the defensive side of the ball. And he's even saying Jarrett Daigie's not the leader. And maybe he's not taking a direct shot at Jarrett Daigie. But the fact that he threw in he – he never said fifth-year senior quarterback. He just said fifth-year senior. And I know I said quarterback earlier when I was reading it. That was my mistake. He just said fifth-year senior. And uh, – but he said Garrett Green is a leader of the team. He has that trait.
1: But, I mean, if you're going to call out Garrett Green like that, you know he's taking a shot at Daigie.
0: Oh, and you might be taking a shot at Neil Brown, you yeah. know? Um, so, you know, that's – we're we're going to see with Texas coming up. Garrett Green did not travel to Manhattan, Kansas. He had a upper body in, in, injury of some sort. He did not travel, but he will return this week. Yeah. I'm nervous – For Mountaineer fans, for the fact that Jarrett Daigie might get heavily booed on Saturday, I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't either, because he has played for us. However, I know Mountaineer fans, and if he does get honored, it's not going to be very nice. You know, like I'm just saying it now. Now, maybe they'll give like a slight clap or they'll just be i'd rather them just be silent and not say anything, but I am afraid that that might happen um so we'll see but um now moving into rankings Cole, you got a p top
1: twenty five for us here uh yes, sir, not a whole lot of surprises this week um the biggest gripe that I have is that Alabama leapfrog since mm-hmm but going into the top twenty-five, uh, and feel free to if you have any kind of chime in anything like that, feel free to stop me. Number one, Georgia, ten and zero. They're going to finish out the season as number
0: one. I think at so. this point they deserve it. That defense is unstoppable. Like, like we we rag on Alabama because don't want that one loss, but Georgia has honestly earned that number one. Yeah, spot. for
1: sure. Uh, number two, Bama. They should not be number two. They should be number three. They shouldn't even be in the top four. Number three, Cincy. Should be number two.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Number four, Oregon. Moving up from five. Uh, Number five, Ohio State. Number six, Notre Dame. Number seven, Michigan State. Number eight, Michigan. Number nine, Oklahoma State. You know what all of those teams have in common that I just listed?
0: They all have one loss. They all have one loss. Except for
1: Georgia and Cincinnati. Just like to point that out. Number 10, Ole Miss. Number 11, Baylor. Number 12, Oklahoma. Ooh. Fell off hard. Fell off real hard. That loss probably kicked them out of the CFP
0: probably in which really is i mean they lost to a two-loss baylor but for alabama they don't even they drop four spots after losing to a two-loss texas a and like again the hypocrisy is ridiculous
1: i do like that they ranked baylor higher than oklahoma mhm i i appreciate that should batter granted it is only one spot but still still uh, number 13, Wake Forest. 14, BYU. 15, 10-0 UTSA. Mm-hmm. 16, Texas A&M. 17, Houston. 18, Iowa. 19, Wisconsin. 20, Pitt. 21, Arkansas. Uh, moving into the top 25 after beating LSU, which I'm not okay with. <laughs> <laughs> Number twenty-two, Louisiana Lafayette region. Uh, moving up from the twenty-fourth spot, I think that is the highest they have ever been ranked, which is great for them.
0: Yes, uh, I think they were ranked a little ranked a little bit higher. Excuse me, ranked a little bit higher at the beginning of the season. Not, mm-hmm. Oh, they were twenty-fifth at the beginning of the yep. season. That's what it was. Okay,
1: twenty-third, uh, San Diego State, twenty-fourth, Utah and 25 NC state go wolf Others receiving votes. Mississippi state 52, Auburn 43, App State 32, Penn State 31, Coastal Carolina 28, Kansas State 12. <laughs> uh, Don't sorry, talk about that it. wasn't
0: funny. No one talked
1: about. Uh, Utah state 12, Kentucky 9, SMU 9 and Purdue 4. Interesting. Okay. So, good for them.
0: Yep. Um uh, then we're going to get into the CFP, the College Football Playoff rankings. Boo! Boo. Boo. Number 1 jo- uh, Hold on before I before I begin. <laughs> Let me tell you what um Gary Barta, CFP chair said. He said set aside the games uh set aside he said pretty much had said that if you set aside these games that's how you would rank these teams.
1: Set aside the games. If you a... set aside what games? What games? Like, He's... are you just picking and choosing which teams to put in? Like
0: he, That was pretty much, like, he, I think he, like, everybody, that was a misspoke, like, he misspoke on that. Like, he yeah. should, that was something that was, we all pretty much knew anyways, but that was something that he, that, like, he said that he probably shouldn't have said. Oh,
1: you, you set aside the games. It's like, what are you going to rank them on?
0: You rank them what on what color uniform they're wearing. <laughs> Pretty much.
1: What conference they're in. It's what, like come what, on, bra- yeah. what brand?
0: What brand? How uh, much
1: money the CFP is going to make when these teams are in? Yeah,
0: or how much money these teams are paying you to get in? Yeah, you know. In so some teams cases <laughs> some at number two. T- at number two, um, yeah. No. Uh, so that was just a little tift I had, and a lot of if you, um, if you watch the show, which I never do. Um, but just if you kind of picked up on that, or if you you've heard it been saying around, yeah, they don't they they don't apparently they don't watch the games. They set aside those games because apparently when you play college football, then what's the point? You just like there's no games to be played. Like that's that's why t- Cincinnati's tend to know They didn't play a game.
1: Yeah, I mean <laughs> obviously they have no losses to set aside, so they have to rank them number five.
0: That's yeah, that's ridiculous. But anyways, <sighs> number one is Georgia. Number 2. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, no no no. I deserve okay with the that.
1: number 1 spot. I'm I'm honestly okay, okay with I'm most okay, of okay with number 1. I'm okay with I think they should be 3, but honestly, I'm okay with Alabama being in the top 4. They are one loss.
0: They are one loss, but Oregon I, does not deserve to be in the top 4. No, but they beat Ohio State.
1: Yeah, but come on.
0: I know. I know, but yeah. So number 1 Georgia, number 2 Alabama. Number three, Oregon, and number four, Ohio State. If we're the season were to end today, that's who's going to the playoffs.
1: So stupid.
0: Yep. Um,
1: it's just predictable. I know. It's like if not Oregon, Notre Dame. Yeah. If Not Notre Dame, Florida State.
0: I know. Well, like not this year. I don't. Yeah, they couldn't make an excuse for. Yeah. Uh, number five, Cincinnati
1: should be top four.
0: Yep. Number six, Michigan. Number seven, Michigan State. They really should be switched. Yep. Uh, Number eight, Notre Dame.
1: Should not be that high.
0: Nope. Uh, Number nine, Oklahoma State. Should be higher. Yep. I think. Uh, Wake Forest is number 10. I think they should be a little bit higher. Yeah. Uh, Their only loss coming from North Carolina. Uh, Number 11, Baylor.
1: Should be lower, honestly. As much as I love Baylor, I...
0: We'll see. I think I still think it's going to be a Baylor Oklahoma State Big Twelve championship game,
1: or Baylor Oklahoma.
0: Maybe no, uh, I say Oklahoma State.
1: No, it would, yeah, because now if
0: Oklahoma State loses to Oklahoma, then it is going to be a Baylor Oklahoma championship game. Yeah.
1: Oh, that would be bad. Yeah. It would be great football, but man, that would be bad.
0: Yeah. So number eleven is Baylor, and number twelve, rounding out the top twelve, is Ole Miss.
1: Oklahoma is at 13th. Other, I don't think there's that many notable exceptions from the top 12. No. Uh, NC State climbing up from 25th in the AP to 20th on the CFP. Mm -hmm. So good for them. Um, Yeah, there's not really a whole lot of notable exceptions. Six and four Mississippi. I just saw that. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Six and four Mississippi State. Are you kidding me? Oh, I know. They are the 25th spot, so they don't really matter. But still, why is it? Six and four. I know. Come on. I know. Yep. Nope. That's just ridiculous. Oh, I know. And then...
0: uh, Sorry. The final call. The (sighs) final of the 20... The final ever 2021 ODAC football standings.
1: Owen, I got to say, man, I did not think I would enjoy doing an Odac football podcast mm-hmm. but i really have loved this season i thought it was a great season i thought it was a great odac season
0: like i really like it was it was really a, for a while there it was a five horse race yeah, yeah. for it, sure um, but winning the conference washington and lee we've talked about this with a odac record of 5 and 1 overall of 8 and 2 uh, randolph macon finishes the odac with a 5 and 1 record and a nine and one overall record, five and one conference record, nine and one overall record. hamden Sydney finishes with a four and two ODAK record and a five and five overall record. So dumb. And uh, yeah, and and we talked about this last week with so Tyler.
1: We're not hating on Hampton Sydney here, but it, just, but it sucks come that
0: on. It, it sucks that like overall five record does not five overall. Yeah, it sucks that conference that overall record. Just doesn't really matter, you know. Um, I mean
1: that's D three, but like still.
0: I know, no, I know, I know. And then mm-hmm. Farum finishes top, but uh, finishes fourth with a three and three overall, a uh, three and three record in the ODAC, and a six and four overall record.
1: I mean, a great season for Farum, and to to their credit, the best is yet to come. I think, yeah, with the best Coach is Adams. yet to come with Coach Adams. This is his first full year. And they were honestly better than a lot of people expected. I think we pegged them as the fourth horse or third.
0: We, we the said they could make it into the top three and for a while they you know they really they really, really had a shot all the way up until the end they really had a shot. yeah. Um, Shenandoah comes in fifth uh, three and three overall uh, three and three record uh, for the Odak and seven and three overall record.
1: Man, I bet they're heated about
0: Yeah, they're heated about both no uh, they're heated about us and Hamden Sydney. Uh Bridgewater finishes the season with a pitiful one and five Odak record and a four and six overall record.
1: Which I think I think that Bridgewater is where Farum was at the start of this season. They are a very young team. Mm-hmm. But I think this season, they got that under their belts. They got it out of their system. Mm-hmm. And I think they could be competing within the next four or five years. And
0: they'll be back next year, I think. Yep. And then lowly Guilford.
1: Poor, poor Guilford. 0-6
0: uh, conference record with a 1-8 and overall record.
1: Honestly, I'm excited to see what Averett's going to bring.
0: I am too. I am too. Very, very excited to see what, what that's going to bring. Um that's gonna be a good rivalry game for Farham yeah. to kind of replace uh Emery Henry.
1: There's no replacing the Crooked Road Classic, but no. I'm excited to see what Averitt and Farham are gonna do, especially after that blinder of a season opener this year. Yeah.
0: Um we're replacing one golden blue team one blue and gold team with another blue and gold team. We're replacing blue and gold <laughs> golden. with golden blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's the only difference. Uh, we have no preview for Ferrum this week, unfortunately.
1: Kind of, it kind of feels a little weird. Yeah, a little odd. I mean, it it sucks. Um, it sucks that the season had to end this way, but at the same time, I mean that that's why football season can't mm-hmm. last forever.
0: However, though, we do have a preview for LSU. <sighs> LSU
1: wins seventy two to nothing against La Monroe. What do you want me to say? <laughs> like, if we don't beat La Monroe and Richrod. Like Owen, you should be cheering for Oh LSU no I, this no week. no no I am. I am I am trust me.
0: I I I, I very well Owen, am cheering for uh here I fifty two to fourteen. Fifty 52, Thank you. Fifty two fourteen That's LSU. That's exactly
1: what I needed to hear.
0: I was gonna I almost messed up and said fifty two fourteen, you Al Monroe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You'd have been dead. Yeah, just um the, boom! <laughs> Uh,
0: uh, you play this week at uh, – it is 9 p.m. on ESPN2. So this one is, te- is nationally televised. Oh, great. <laughs> um, UL Monroe is also 4-6, just like y'all. So. What
1: I am looking forward to in this game, um, with Max Johnson being out likely for the remainder of the season, mm-hmm. if not for this game, and don't get me wrong, I haven't heard a final ruling on him if he's going to be – Playing or not due to injury. What I'm looking forward to, Neusmeyer is a sophomore. So, likely when Johnson, when Max Johnson does leave LSU, whether that be entering the transfer portal when Miles Brennan comes back, because he will still have uh, one year of eligibility due to him getting injured in the UCLA game. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm looking forward to is what Neusmeyer is going to bring. I know this was a rough game against Arkansas, but to his credit, he did keep it close. I'm excited to see if Tyrion Davis-Price is going to step up again and carry the team on his back. Um, And then I'm just looking for some kind of life and spark out of our defense. like. We're solid, but come on. <laughs> you you sound like me with the offense. Like we've said this
0: all season long. It has been West Virginia has great defense and the offense. I just want to see something out of it. It's
1: like Boot, Beck, Price, the Johnson. Offense, when you yeah, healthy, is just yeah. It's, like it's so good, and then our defense just sucks. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with saying that. I am an LSU fan until the day I die. I will bleed purple and gold, no matter what. But come on, guys! Yeah, yeah. Um, I have LSU winning. Yeah, no. freaking like ninety to nothing <laughs> against LA Monroe. If yeah. we can't, if we cannot curb stomp LA Monroe. Like if we don't win by at least thirty, I will go out and buy La Monroe merch. Oh gosh, no, no! You heard it here, folks. You heard it here. Yeah, g- next week I will post a picture in full head to tell La Monroe merch.
0: <laughs> well, Cole, this is what we this is what we love. It's th-
1: oh yeah, no, it's Texas Hate Week.
0: It's Texas Hate Week, buddy.
1: Woo wee! S C
0: C S C C. SCC,
1: SCC, 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 so <laughs> God, West that Re- Re- would be such a great chant to get going if y'all are just blowing them out. Yeah, I
0: hope we are. And here's the thing. Um, West Virginia plays Texas, 12 p.m. Uh, I'm not for sure what channel. I can look that up, though. Um, West Virginia plays Texas, 12 p.m. in Morgantown. Very well could be the last time. Um, Oh, it's also on ESPN2. 12 p.m., ESPN2, West Virginia, and Texas. Uh, This very well could be the last time that Texas ever plays in Morgantown, and this, 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 this probably will be the last time Texas ever plays in Morgantown, and this very well could be, it's a possibility, the last time that West Virginia and Texas ever play.
1: I highly doubt that because they will at least play for one more year.
0: Now, I think I think 2023, but yeah. after 2023 – uh, or 2022, they play for 2022. I think 2023 is what everybody's kind of shooting for as yeah. when realignment will kind of – not like restart, but it will – Kick in. It'll kick in as in that's when we see actual movement.
1: Um, Owen, I, I know you're in the middle of your score prediction. I'm going to say the <laughs> over-under of horns-down penalties will be – at least five. I will
0: tell you, Neil Brown will be livid if there is a horns down penalty.
1: Now here's the thing, I learned this. If you
0: do a horns down penalty to a Texas player, that's when it is if you do a horns down yeah, to a if Texas you're doing player disrespect. That is that is a penalty. But if you do it over on the sidelines to your fans, that shouldn't be a penalty. We'll no. see we'll see if that we'll see if that happens. Uh we'll see what happens with that. But if you do it to the fans and I'm I'm gonna tell you right now, as soon as Texas rolls into that stadium, it's gonna be at twelve AM like the whole time. I say 12 a.m., the start of the day. Um, oh, no, horns tailgating down, in the parking lot. Horns down the entire time. The If entire a Texas
1: time. fan shows up to Morgantown, yes. they will be getting horns down at least four times during the day. Oh, yes.
0: it w- At, <laughs> at, at least. least. At least. And that's, yeah, it, yeah. Um, my score prediction, and I know I'm going to get a lot of eye rolls, uh, but here's the thing: Bijan Robinson's out for the rest of the season. They're having quarterback controversy. Defense, defense has been playing well this game. I'm not nothing is a guarantee. I do think West Virginia wins this one in Morgantown. That that crowd is going to be going to be rocking because they cause we don't. It has been really odd that West Virginia and Texas have really formed a budding rivalry. Like it, it's really funny that that's just that's happened. That was the ones that we've really formed the rivalry with. Yeah, in um, in a little bit of Oklahoma as well. Oklahoma kind of came more from the Tavon Austin game when Tavon Austin ran for over 500 yards um, that game, and then when they came to Morgantown when Will Greer and that offense was there. Um, Texas kind of the same thing. Texas, um, we we've always not really had always Texas's number, but we we us and Texas have gone back and forth while we've been in the Big Twelve. Um, I say West Virginia wins forty to twenty.
1: Oh wow! Um, I West Virginia's winning. Like I'm just gonna say that right now. But
0: you don't think it'll be by that big of a margin? I do
1: not think it's gonna be by that big of a margin. I think it's gonna be a shootout. I can no, I can see that too. I can see that too. I think it's going to be a high-scoring Big Twelve shootout. Uh, I. I have got Ellis, no, West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. I'm still stuck go on north, the LA Go on north. Go uh, north. <laughs> northeast.
0: Northeast. Go n- northeast. Northeast. <laughs> to the blue um, and gold, not the purple and gold. I need you to uh, uh,
1: look yeah, up. fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Look um, to
0: the heavens. Country roads. <laughs> look
1: to the heavens.
0: The almost um, heavens. <laughs> look to the almost heaven.
1: I've got West Virginia winning 56-52. Woo! <laughs>
0: Woo, yeah. you go have my heart
1: rate. You, that's gonna have my heart rate pumping. Woo. it's either gonna be that or thirty-eight, thirty-five. Mmm. God, I hope it's 56-52. Mm, that, <laughs> that is gonna that be, would be awesome. Oh, no, I, it that just, would be terrible for the defense. defense.
0: It would be, and see, I, I think our defense will show up. I really did. Like they, they showed up except for one game.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I don't think. Texas's offense is good enough to cancel out your defense because I mean let's face it, some teams you play it does not matter how good your defense is, mm-hmm. you're just going to get points scored on you, and your offense has to keep up. Yeah,
0: unless you're Georgia for some odd reason, but no, offensive score that's just the way they play nowadays. Offense does score points. Yeah. They they some they score some kind of points, um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of kind of. Right right before we end here, Cole, you said you had kind of a question for me.
1: Yeah. Um, Owen, if you could add or change one thing in the college football rule book, what would you change and why would you change it? Um, Don't the horns down penalty now. <laughs> oh, I can't say the horns down penalty? You uh, say the horns down. Uh,
0: um, I think. I would change the, the targeting call. That's fair. I, and for the fact, and this is one thing I meant to say about West Virginia's preview, is we get an interception, or review, a recap. We get the, um, an interception, but then just blatant, I mean, there was no question about it. Targeting call. Ridiculous. However, there are questionable targeting calls. Yeah. That are called, I think, here's what I think. I think you get the targeting call. And first time, not reviewable. It, it Just like any other penalty, 15 yards. No ejection. No ejection. Second time.
1: Second time in a game or in a season? No,
0: second time in a game. You get a targeting call. It's reviewed just like it is now. And then an ejection. Um, however, I think too, and I'll add one more to this. You mind if I add one more to this? Yeah, go ahead. So that, that is what I think for targeting. Um, I think for video evidence, refs need to have a time limit. It, the rule states indisputable video evidence to overturn a call. If you sit there, and we've seen this, if you sit there for four or five minutes and your excuse is, well, I'm trying to get the call right, you're trying to get the call Right. That means there's no indisputable evidence. If you're sitting there for three, four, five minutes trying to get the call right, that means you're not finding anything. That means call on the field stands as is. Yeah,
1: there needs to be like a two-minute limit.
0: Two minutes, I mean, maybe two minutes is even too much. Maybe a yeah. minute, minute and a half of, if it's there, it's there. Like, it, we have multiple cameras nowadays. It's not yeah. the 90s anymore. We have a ton of cameras. We have the pylon cam. We have the, we have the line judges cam. We have... Uh, flyover, we have all this stuff. It, that is the rule, those are the two rules I would change. You, the indisputable evidence, it's indisputable. If you can't just, if, if there's an argument, then it's not indisputable. That means you're done. That That means, if there's an argument, rule on field stands.
1: So, I'm not going, because you, you kind of stole mine with targeting. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I'm sorry. We we didn't talk about it beforehand, so you're good. Um, I'm not going to go as much play on the field. There's a lot that you could address mm-hmm. when it comes to that. Like um, You could take a look at offensive pass interference, defensive pass interference, that whole system. Yeah, yeah. Um, or offenses, you could introduce a penalty where offense purposely designed plays to try and draw pass interference. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm going to do is something entirely different. Mm. I am going to address the rule regarding uniforms.
0: Interesting. What, what rule is there about uniforms? Please so explain to me.
1: Currently... And I think it's any kind of home game, you have to wear white unless you have previous. Like, if it's an in-conference home game, you have to wear white. No, it's a, if it's an in-conference away game. So the away team always has to wear white. Okay. With the exception of a few programs. LSU is one of these. Because we have always worn white jerseys on the road. Gotcha. Or at home. Yeah, and and you choose to do that anyways. I think that if you get your opponent's approval, you should be able to wear any kind of jersey combination that you want. Hmm. I think that it would boost players' morale, and I think that programs would benefit because they would actually get more jersey sales because you have awesome jerseys. Interesting. Unless you're Oregon and you already have 50. 50 million, yeah, and then you obviously you get limited.
0: You know, I didn't, I didn't know that was a rule. I've always grown up with the fact that the away team, away team, should wear white because they're the away team. It's not their yeah. home
1: field. However, um, speaking on this for one more second, and I'm yeah, so yeah, sorry no, no, go ahead, go you. ahead, go ahead. LSU is wearing the purple and white. Oh,
0: they really? Yeah, <laughs> purple <laughs> jerseys.
1: What is, what is your favorite? LSU, yeah, a
0: uniform combination. We
1: have only worn it, I think, five times in program history. Mm-hmm. Purple jerseys, mm-hmm. gold helmets, gold pants. Mm-hmm. It looks so good in every single season.
0: I like the number,
1: the number style on y'all's uniforms as well. Yes, every single season that we have. Worn those here recently, mm-hmm. we have won the national championship. Ooh, yeah, not this year, obviously. Not, no, it's not going to happen this yeah. year. Um, but yeah, we wore them in 2019, and we wore them in 2007.
0: Oh, wow, interesting. Yep. Um, I, I'll say this about: I, I did not know that rule exists. Mm-hmm. I will say this: I think the home team decides what uniforms they wear. Um, and as long as it's not like
1: a clash, then it shouldn't matter.
0: Yeah, so 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 that's why I'm saying the home team says, "Hey, these are the uniforms I'm wearing." So then the away team can decide whether it be yeah. white. I always thought that West Virginia should wear gold as their away jerseys.
1: God, that looks so cool!
0: Uh, just uh, the Gold Rush. Yeah, but that that's part of a Morgantown thing is everybody wears it's a Gold Rush, so it's all gold. The fans wear gold. Um, mm-hmm. Our I like our traditional, um, our traditional away uniforms and that is blue helmet white jersey gold
1: pants yeah and if if your program has a history of wearing white jerseys on the road yeah. and you want to stick to that you should absolutely be oh, able do to whatever to you that. want
0: i'm not a big fan of all white west virginia does no. the ice uniforms and that's
1: all white they're all right some programs they look cool in but you have to have the right helmet too like arizona states white out or mm-hmm. uh desert heat jerseys i think oh really it was like desert heat or desert, uh, like desert heat or desert ice jerseys. Mm-hmm. They had the white around the de- uh, the trident.
0: Oh wow! And it
1: looks so cool.
0: West Virginia, that's just a out and then a and then a dark blue for the for the flying WV on the helmets, and then for the numbers, it's a dark blue. That's it. Everything else is pure white. A lot of people don't really like those. LSU
1: doesn't have a whiteout
0: uniform. We have gray uniforms. People are half and half on that one. I I like the gray uniforms. However, I prefer that they be black for coal, not gray. I don't know why you, why we can't black with gold numbers.
1: Oh, that'd be so cool.
0: I mean, yeah. I I I don't know why they didn't come up with black, but they came up with gray with blue numbers. And see, that's what hurts me about the gray uniforms is you you have blue numbers. And yeah, uh, you
1: really can't see it.
0: Yeah, it, it's just really weird. And you have a blue W. Actually, we don't even have the gray helmets anymore. It's just a blue helmet with the gold WV. Um. Yeah, I no, I agree with you. I don't think the home team, the the away team, should be forced to wear white. I like it when they wear white, signifying that hey, we're the away team it and makes the home sense, team. You know?
1: But like at the same time. If the home team approves, you it, shouldn't be forced yeah. to. You the know. the rule shouldn't exist. The rule
0: shouldn't exist. I, I and I really don't think it's like I think that's an example of the NCAA overstepping its bounds. Yeah, saying it's saying what it's just an are. unnecessary legislation. It, it, no, it it really is unnecessary. It's, you know, so uh, yeah, no, I agree with you on that rule. I would, I w- yeah, I, w- I didn't know that was a rule, but I would like to see it changed. That would be a um, I w- I would like to see that changed. Uh, but yeah, if like, like if if the home team's wearing white pants, a white team don't wear white. Yeah, or it's the, it's
1: that easy. Yeah, like like for us, um, or it's like okay, so LSU obviously LSU is going to wear their white jerseys at home. Yeah, th- just because that is tradition. The only other jerseys that we wear at home are the purple and white ones, which I am so excited about. I do they, want one. Do they do a purple and gold? So it is a purple – you know how LSU has the shoulder stripes? Yes. Purple, same shoulder stripes, yeah. so gold, white. Yeah, yeah. White helmet. Oh, I've never seen the white helmet. Yeah. Oh, really interesting. Oh, it's so bad. You'll have to show me this after this. It's so cool. Mm. White helmet, mm-hmm. white pants. Interesting. It's our version of a white out, mm-hmm. but it's a purple out.
0: I'd say my favorite for West Virginia is either the Gold Rush, I've experienced that in person, or the True Blue, the True Blue game, which is
1: um, – It's just all blue. My favorite uniform in Mm -hmm. college football, just in general of all time, uh, Shamrock Series for Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. They are so cool. (laughs) It's like some of them are hair miss, like the traditional Celtic design that they did a few years ago. Yeah. But, like, uh, the green and gold jerseys that they had one year, Mm -hmm. those were so dope. (laughs) Uh, Sorry to go on a tangent. No, hey, look.
0: Look, I they're a part a of the game. Yeah, no, hey, I thought, you know, you look, you play you look good, you play good. Like, exactly. Like, it really, it, some coaches really just don't matter what they look like. It's like, it doesn't matter what our uniforms, as long as we play good, it doesn't matter what we look like. But, but if you like, run out in, like,
1: freaking rainbows yeah, and or like mismatched you, like, or anything like that. Like, you don't, yeah.
0: you're, like, your team, your morale is like, God, oh, these uniforms kind of suck. Like, I don't, like, I'm going to, like, it doesn't, it affects the mentality of the team. Uniforms really do affect the mentality of the team. Um... But with that, but with that, I, I yeah I, I, think I think we're there's good. good. I think a good stopping point with the uniforms. Um, but yeah, with that, I own spell it. My name's Cole Connor, and this has been episode 12.
1: Twelve. Woohoo of the Panther Pod. Oh
0: yeah.